0: Back to see Red UK. Well, quite simply, the Chicago Bullsey. This podcast is part of the Fans First Sports Network. And wherever you're listening, rate, review, subscribe helps us out and ensures you don't miss another episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, hit the bell, give us some thumbs up, and drop some comments down below. I'm Matt, and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing,
1: Neil? I'm good, thank you very much. Looking forward to uh having a few chats about Bulls and uh, also with a little bit of a celebration as we've hit our uh, one-year anniversary since we started doing this pod.
0: Yeah, not that you'd think it, going off how we've just started. (laughs) No, no, we had a few full starts (laughs) this evening, but we're getting there. Yeah, Um, I think we're quite close to 100 episodes in this kind of format as well. We've been through a few different formats, haven't we? So, Mm. we're getting there, we're getting there. So, yeah, on to the Bulls talk. Um not a lot going on, but enough going on to hold a conversation. Um Just about. Uh, and there are some bulls players actually playing at the minute. Uh three yeah. three bulls players all the contracts with the Bulls. Um and I'll start off with Nikola Vucevic. He is back playing for Montenegro uh, after a four year absence. I think it's the first time he's played for them, obviously since he's been a bull. Uh, they've been having a few friendlies in preparation for the FIBA World Cup, which starts next week, I believe, 25th. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's not been too, too good for Montenegro, to be fair. the lost to France, 80-69, in which Vuc got 11 points, 11 rebounds. They then lost to Slovenia, in which... Uh, Luka Doncic hit a triple-double. Vooch got another double-double. 11 points, 14 rebounds, 6 assists. And then over the weekend, they lost to Georgia, 84-79, in which Vooch got 15 points, uh, 8 rebounds and 1 assist. Um, Yeah, obviously, doesn't look too good. I mean, Vooch's numbers don't look too bad, I guess. You know, obviously is playing with weaker teammates, probably against weaker opposition that have got maybe one standout player. Um I, mean, I don't know how much stock people put into the international game either, do you know what I mean? Um I know for me personally, I haven't watched it, it's just all been box scores and they're not easy to find, the box scores. Some of them I had to ask um somebody in Montenegro for them stats as well for Vooch. And then trying to find any sort of footage is just, yeah, it's not working. Um, (laughs) Obviously,
1: flexing with the contacts in Montenegro there.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, Choice of internet and social media, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, we've got contacts in Turkey, which is. We'll move on to the next one in a minute. But yeah, Montenegro now. Um, But no, I mean, I. I don't watch international basketball. I watch the Olympics because that's usually broadcast like this. I'm I'm not paying for an extra subscription to watch it. It's I'll just make do with being a box score watcher for for the these international games. Um, if I find any footage, obviously I'll share it. If not, then we just get the box scores. Mm-hmm. Um, on to Turkey and unwrap Bitim. Now. There's a bit more coverage from Turkey. However, it tends to have um, regional blackouts, which doesn't help. Um, They did play Poland last week and they beat them. Couldn't find a box score for Bittim. I don't know why. The site I was using has one for every game apart from that one. Uh, But then over the weekend, they played a back-to-back. I think it was Saturday, they beat Iceland 99-72. We bit him going 12 points, 2 rebounds, 3 assists and 2 of 5 from 3. And then uh, yesterday, they beat Bulgaria. Well, I say beat Bulgaria, they absolutely destroyed them. 104-66, which bit him, got 9 points, 2 rebounds, 5 assists and was 3 of 5 from 3. Now, I have managed to share a video uh, at some point today on the socials few highlights of that game obviously there's a lot of highlights for everybody else but you can hear Bittim's name being mentioned and in particular on them three pointers and uh, they were impressive weren't they? Yeah
1: definitely Like like I said to you when we were talking about it earlier on um, one of them was from Steph Curry range which was lovely to see
0: Yeah and it's like I said to you they were awkward looking shots as well weren't they? A bit Demada Rosen but from further out Mm Yeah, maybe like you say, a bit more like Steph Curry. Mm -hmm. Some that you think, how have you hit them? Yeah, I mean, in them two games alone, you know, 10 10 three point attempts hitting five of them, so 50% from three in two games. You know, it's yeah, all right. The opposition's probably not anywhere near what he's going to face when he comes over to or goes over to America. At the end of the day, it's in a competitive match. I think their games at the minute are preliminary qualifiers for the qualifiers for the Olympics or something. Somewhat completely random. Like I say, I don't understand the national basketball, but you know he's playing, um, and he's somebody we're both excited to see, aren't we? So yeah, we'll be following his journey as much as we can. Uh, and the last one, Karlic Jones, who all of a sudden is from South Sudan, apparently. Don't know how that come about. But he um I saw he flew to Australia last week and then next thing he was announced has been on their roster. Um they're making their World Cup debut of the South, which is a good thing. You know, obviously I you know obviously Noah and Deng and that have been over there trying to promote the African game, aren't they? And obviously Deng being South Sudanese himself, it's yeah. Bit of a Bulls link there, I guess. So, I think they're going to be the team that everybody roots for if their country's not playing, maybe. Um, But, yeah, Carlit Jones made his debut earlier today. The game was played in Australia against Brazil. They lost 85-75, and with Carlet Jones going 12 points, three rebounds, three assists. So, obviously, Brazil have been kind to everybody by not picking Felicio <laughs> and giving someone a chance. So... Yeah, that's pretty much the international roundup. I don't know if you've got anything on that, what your take on international games is.
1: No, like, like you say, it's kinda of hard to um to follow it and to get the footage, um, even to get the results can be a bit of a challenge and you have to do a bit of digging. But um it's still it's good to see that there's, you know, a few bulls players out there representing and and uh, hopefully they'll they'll do well. It's nice to always see bulls players do well, regardless of what level of play they're playing or wherever they're playing.
0: Yeah. I mean, just moving forward, and that I believe Montenegro now don't play until the World Cup. Uh, so obviously, Vuk's okay. going to be the only one in the World Cup, well, no, Carlit Jones will be there as well, but um, yeah, I don't really class Carlit Jones as a bull at the minute. But anyway, um, that's obviously a discussion we've had plenty of times. Yeah, uh, I know that South Sudan are playing again twice this week. I think they've got Australia and Venezuela, something random like that. And Turkey play maybe tomorrow and then I think that's then done as well. So yeah, um that's the international roundup. On to the bulk of the episode and it's kinda of come about after a, a video of Kobe White over the weekend mm-hmm. um where I kind of threw his name into the hat for who's gonna have a breakout season. Um, you know, obviously we've seen plenty of videos of Kobe um the the main two names that were being put forward were Zayo and P Will, um, and just out of interest, there is another video of Kobe White in some sort of pro run, just absolutely destroying him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he I have shared it on Twitter, um, well on all the socials. You know it's a pro run, but you can see the work he's put in. I know you were quite excited by the first first move in the clip, weren't you?
1: Yeah, the first play in the clip, it's, I mean, again, like we talked about before, these, these uh, pro-am games, um, it's not the level of competition and how well they're dominating that bothers me. It's the fundamentals and, and how they've worked on their game and how obvious it is that they've worked on their game. That's what impresses me from watching these, and that's what I take from them. So to see Kobe in that first play, you know, he, he kind of drives towards the, the, the hoop and then from the baseline, he does a turnaround fadeaway jump shot. It looked solid, it looked well executed and that's the kind of thing I want to see from Kobe. It's great.
0: Yeah. Um, So, obviously, I think it was Saturday I put out a poll on Twitter to see who, obviously, Bulls Nation thought was going to have the breakout year, if that's what you want to call it, and to put any comments on who they think was the most important one of the three I did include Dylan Terry and Julian Phillips, but you know, I don't think they're in running really. Um I think Corby come out on top in the poll. Uh P Will very close in second. Uh are quite a way away. Um there was a few comments, I can't really remember exactly what they were, but obviously we'll give our opinion, our take on it. Mm-hmm. Now for me the player I think who will have the season is Kobe. I think last season was just like a little, you know, putting the tip in sort of thing. Um <laughs> just just teased us a little bit, I think. Um he's I think are just showing what he can do and hopefully he's a bit more consistent with it this year. And gets his stats back up because obviously that was one thing that a lot of Bulls fans commented on was, well, how has he had a good season when his stats have dropped? And obviously, like we always say, it's the eye test. You've mm-hmm. got to watch the games. If you watch the games, you'll see just how much he had improved. Um, so for me, Kobe's the player I think that will have that season. Um, I don't know which one you think will.
1: Uh, yeah, no, I, I went for P-Will in, in the vote. Um, you know, it's hard not to. He's my guy. But I genuinely think he's he's due, uh, his breakout. Um, like I've said before, this is technically his third year, uh, even though it is on paper his fourth year. Uh, he spent almost an entire season out. So um, I'm I'm kind of expecting and hoping to see more from him now. It's time. It really is. We need to start seeing a little bit more, especially consistency. And um, he said he's in a better headspace. And I'm really hoping that that means he's more confident in order to take the shots when the shots come to him and not to be so passive, as you know, passive Pat, as a lot of people have started kind of calling him. Um, I'm really hoping that now is his time. Um, But that said, I wouldn't be one bit surprised if it's Kobe that that breaks out more or quicker, at least, than Pat, um, and and another player that might seem a bit of a strange one that wasn't in the list and wasn't mentioned. And I said I was going to hold on to it for the actual bod. and that's Zach. Now, it's not so much a breakout, I suppose, but I think you know he really is hitting his prime years now. Um, he's Hopefully, going to be fit from game one, and not having to try and get his feet back under himself again like he was at the start of last season. He finished the season strong, apart from the last game in the play-in, and I do think that Zach is going to show us a lot more consistency um, and a lot more of the All-Star Zach that we know and love and have seen flourishes of. So, I mean, like you say, it doesn't necessarily have to be coined a breakout year as such but um, I'd be happy to see all three of those players take a, a step up or at least more consistency in their game um, and I will be happy if all, all three of them do it but I think all three of them have the potential to do so
0: Yeah I mean obviously the poll was on the, the sort of the young core but I guess like you say anybody can have that breakout year if that's what you want to call it Um so obviously so the second part of the question is who's it most important that has that year? You know, yeah, that, that was gonna be my choice as well, you know. Yeah. I think Hands Kobe's down. Kobe's got himself to that level now where Bulls Nation appreciate him more. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe put himself you know, got a, a lot of the hate off his back sort of thing. Um and that's what P will need to do now, and he needs to have that season where he turns Bulls Nation back in his favor. You know, yeah, because there's a lot that left, and you know, um, and he needs it for himself as well, because well, he needs it for himself and for the team. Because now's the time we need to see him take that next step. You know, as we, I mean, we've discussed him time and time again and, you know, I've said time and time again, I don't think he's Kawhi Leonard second. No. My expectations aren't as high as a lot of people's, but if he reaches the expectations I've got for him, then I'm going to be more than happy. It's mm-hmm. as simple as that. Um, and we need him to be not even necessarily the fourth guy on the team you know I mean, the fourth choice whatever people try, trying to word him as we just just need him to be consistent and realise that he is in the NBA and that you know if he starts the games he's a starter you know yeah. he needs to he needs to be dominant from that, the first play of the ball or whatever you know and he needs to be you know he's never going to be as we've said before, as the fourth choice on that starting lineup, he's never going to put up 20 points consistently. He can do it, but mm. how can he do it consistently when there's three other people getting the ball before him? Yeah. If he can be a threat on both ends and be a dominant force going to the rim on both ends as well, really, because he needs to up his rebounding. That's one big thing defensively. Um, you know, so. For me, it's more important that p will has that year for for him personally and for the team um I mean obviously you've said p will as well, so
1: yeah, yeah. exactly down. to second everything you've said um p p will is potentially the future of the franchise you know if 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 he meets even close to the expectations that um management seem to have for him and a lot of the fans seem to have for him. All you need to do is listen to some of the other players around the league that have played against him, played with him. Everybody talks about P. Will like he is, you know, this prodigy. But he just doesn't seem to be fulfilling that potential when we're watching him play. Uh, Yeah, we see flashes of it. You can certainly see that he has the physicality. He has the talent. You can see the skills when they come through. It's just Consistency. And confidence seem to be the two things that are lacking. And I mean, if he gets that confidence and realizes what he could be capable of achieving, then the other word that you've just used there becomes the word to describe him, which is dominant. And he has that possibility, especially going forward as the team moves, moves along and, and players change, rotations change. He has the potential to not only be one of the alphas of this team in the future, uh, he also has the potential to seriously dominate the opposition. And there's not a lot of other players that are built out there like him who have that raw talent that he has. He just needs to harness it. He really does.
0: Yeah. and um, obviously the third sort of name that I threw out there really was Ayo. Mm-hmm. Um and I think the fact that he's that far down in the vote and the fact that we've not even mentioned him. Yeah. it It's not important that he has a breakout year. He probably won't have a breakout year. For Io, he's just got to get back to... I guess he needs to know what his role is, first and foremost. Mm. you know, Because, as we said on the last podcast we did, that he's uh, we re-signed him you know, happy, happy enough that we've re-signed him, but he kind of looks like the odd man out in the rotation at the minute, mm. because as fans in particular, Bulls Nation have just lost complete faith in him, um, yeah. or that's how it seems anyway, you know, a lot of people are saying that he's going to end up going to China, and you know, just from year one, where you know, he's Chicago's own, and he's you know, second round pick that, you know, diamond in the rough, all that sort of stuff, what they were saying to the end of year two where they're saying, no, you can go to China. Yeah. It's a drop off. And that's why he's just got to get back to establishing himself in the rotation, basically. I think yeah. that's got to be Io's sort of first aim anyway, do you know what I mean? And Yeah. Just going back to the confident year one are you the chip on the shoulder the, mm-hmm. you know he's got his what is it? his 38 tattoo or whatever it is that he got in it and you know you know just look at that before every game and get that chip back on your shoulder and go out there and be Do you know what i mean you know well,
1: but, i guess he's now got a chip on his shoulder again or could potentially have a chip on his shoulder again because of the way people are are now speaking about him yeah And that very well may play into his favour.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's obviously what I've got to say about the breakout. Um, I don't know if you've got anything else on it. The only
1: thing I'd add on it is um, I I do want to see Io do well, but I just, unless he starts doing some serious, serious impressing um, in training, I actually don't see him getting many minutes, um, particularly at the start of the season. Anyway, mm. uh, so it's going to be very hard for him to to break out or find his place in the rotation if he doesn't see the minutes.
0: Yeah, and um, I mean, obviously, he's just signed his. Well, it's not an extension; is it? He's re-signed, yeah. and the next thing we we're going to talk about is extensions. And obviously, one of them players included in that list is. As you just put across the bottom, Patrick Williams. Um, it's like you're professional at this now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, the other one listed is Demar Rosen, But we'll speak about P. Will first. I mean, this come out start of the off season, was it that he's potentially going to be eligible, or was it uh, Keith Smiths thinks he could get twenty million a year over five years or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, spoke about quite a bit at that point i think there should be an episode on it um and again this leads to why it's an important year for people because you know if he's playing for an extension I can't see bulls are gonna let him go um no. as we've said time and time again but that doesn't stop another team wanting to offer him more money if to think it's like that um, you know, then it all comes down to whether he sees his future in Chicago or elsewhere as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. You know, and how much he thinks he's worth as well. You know, obviously <laughs> how he plays sometimes on the court, I probably don't think he's worth a lot, which um could work in our favour.
1: Maybe, but then I'm sure his agent thinks he's worth an awful lot. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, and I'm sure AK thinks he's worth an awful lot as well, as we've that too. seen how AK likes to dish his contracts out. Um, yeah. you know, we know that players tend to up the game in contract years. Um, he's actually got another year, has he, after that? I mean, think. Yeah, he's just uh, eligible
1: for extension, isn't
0: he? Yeah. Um and obviously the second player in that, as you've listed, is De Rosa. Mm-hmm. Becomes a free agent, obviously, end of the year. Um yeah, it's it's gonna be a, a talking point for the whole year, I think, innit? Um Yeah it is. You know, we've seen how bulls do business with Vooch, Kobe, Ayo. Mm-hmm. Chances are nothing gets done early, is it? We're gonna be in the city old. with Vooch. you know, how much are we gonna give him? How are we gonna extend him? He's too old, <laughs> he wants to go to LA that's everything that's going to come out in it yeah Um I mean I guess the question that I've got for you before you sort of give your opinion is would you extend them either or both
1: well you know I'm going to say extend P-Will right <laughs> <laughs> I have to um, however you know take, taking the silliness out of it and being serious for a minute if Pat has an absolutely horrific year and he drops out the rotation entirely. Then you've got to ask yourself a question of, is he worth keeping around? Um, will he still have enough value to be worthwhile moving on the flip side of that? And um, and it does have to start becoming a bit of a question for the front office to make a decision on what they are going to do with him. Um, you know, you could end up hanging on to him until he loses all value. Uh, if he never breaks out or he never contributes enough. Um, So this is going to be quite a telling season for P-Will, but um, my heart says extend him. I still believe that he's a slow burner, but sometimes the slow burners create the biggest flames. So we'll see. In regards to DeRozan, well, I'm I'm certainly not on for letting the guy walk. Um, I'd love to see him sign for maybe a two-year deal. Um, with maybe a team option for a third year, perhaps. Um, I certainly wouldn't be throwing out any player options. Please stop with the player options. Um, And I certainly wouldn't be looking at a three-year guaranteed or a four-year deal for him. I do think, and I've said this time and time again, I do think that DeRozan keeps himself incredibly well in shape, um, keeps himself fit all year long, not all season long. I mean, the guy doesn't stop in the off-season, as we know. So I don't think his fitness, regardless of age, is going to be a problem. Whether or not he ends up getting an, an an injury that could derail that completely, but hopefully that won't happen. I mean, he's he's never really suffered too badly with injuries. He keeps himself pretty uh, pretty strong, and I think he has the kind of game that can age quite gracefully. I think it can age well. Um, certainly a mid-range shooter. Uh, he may have to pull away from from the the rim a little bit. I know he likes to have these little flashes of going back to a young DeRozan with all the the dunks. But uh, I think maybe he could pull back from that and just shoot more mid-range and maybe even extend out a little bit further to the three-point line. And his game has the potential anyway to age very gracefully and, and keep him in the, in the league a lot longer than a lot of other players that would have started off playing the way he played when he first
0: came into the league. Yeah, I mean, I think I agree with bo- on both players, to be fair. You know, like I just said with P. Will, I think it's a prove it year. You know, mm-hmm. prove you want that extension, prove you're worth the extension, and just show us what you've got. And if he does, then you know, I think a lot of people are quite happy to give him 20 million. Um, if you can extend him on less, happy days. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. As for Demar, I flip each way with this, you know. Um, we have both said in the past that if one of the big three was to go, it makes sense that it's Demar, just trade value-wise and stuff like that. Um, it doesn't mean I want to see Demar go, though.
1: Um,
0: mm-hmm. And as you just said, it all depends what the extension is that he ends up getting offered. As you just said again, his, his game... Potentially, it ages quite gracefully. He it keeps himself fit. He does all the mentoring of the, the young kids. You know, some yeah. some people don't like it because they don't like Demar's game, and it's like, well, why does why do we want players to learn Demar's game? But that's, I don't think they're learning Demar's game. They're learning Demar's mentality. Right. That, that's the big thing. You know, the whole. You, we've heard it before with Demar on the was it the Paul George podcast where he said these players coming in, they're not bothered about being basketball players, mm. that you know, and he's trying to make them be bothered about being a basketball player. P. Will prime example. Um, if he can change P. Will's mentality and get P. Will to realize his full potential, then you know that. That three-year initial three-year deal, what Demar's done, is more than what he's showing on the court as well. Do you know what I mean? If he can make P. Will the player that we all think he's going to be, if he can help improve Dale and Terry, stuff like that. You know, it, it's basically it's channeling his inner Kobe in here with everything he does off the court, which it's not a bad role model to have. No, um, you know, and like you say, as for the extension, again. It goes on to, well, I'm going to speak about it in our next segment anyway a little bit, but if you've got the right pieces around him, then his game can change slightly as well. As we highlighted at the end of last year when Pat Bev come in, Mm -hmm. kind of took the ball out of Demar's hands and that was the best version of Demar. He can still score, he can still go ISO if he needs to go ISO when it needs it but he can also pass the ball. And he's slowly bringing that range back as well and becoming a bit more, not dependent on the three, but he'll quite happily shoot them. And he was hitting them. Um, you just need to take a couple of steps back sometimes. But, you know, um, as for would I extend them, I, um, I think I'll reserve judgment full judgment until the end of the year. From the two years we've seen of him, yeah, um, I would. But it all depends how everything fits together this year Mm. and how De looks this year. Um, And, you know, I'd quite happily see him stick around. I'd quite happily see him retire as a bull, I think. Mm. Just not on stupid money and not on a stupid contract. You know, it's like... Earn your next contract, sort of contract, you know. Um, But how much, how many suitors is he going to have around the league? The Lakers want him, the Clippers want him. You just just don't know the edge, you know what I mean? And they have the potential to turn his head, I guess. Mm -hmm. He'd be heading home. Yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, a question you sort of threw in uh, quite late today for someone to talk about. Who is the most important player on the roster? Um, now, obviously, we we do our predictions, uh, which we're going to do well. Going to start working on in the future, shortly. Um, and this isn't us giving out this sort of award prediction at the minute, is it? Because no, the uh, one of the awards is who do we think is going to be well, most valuable player, most important player, however you want to word it. So, yeah, um, well, I'll let you go with it because you obviously had it in your head. Um, Well, yeah, I had it as
1: a talking point. I didn't necessarily have an answer. Um, Yeah, I I suppose I kind of shortlisted a few players that I think have the potential as contenders to be potentially the most important player on the roster. And then there's a slight differential between the most important player on the roster and the most valuable player on the roster. Um, It it is a fine line, I'll give you that, but it is a line nonetheless. So the contenders that I kind of shortlisted it to were Zach, Damar and Vooch, obviously, as as the core three, big three, whatever you want to call them. But then I had um, AC and P-Will and Kobe, the
0: you back. Yep. I didn't go anywhere. You went. <laughs> Got you back. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It went weird for a second. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if you heard me, but um, Zach Demar and Vooch is the core three, uh, followed them by AC, P-Will and Kobe, potentially as contenders for most important player, depending on like we've just been discussing what kind of a breakout year they have. Um, would there be any other names that you'd add to that list?
0: Yeah, um, I did think about it after you asked or put it out there today. Mm-hmm. And I was expecting you to say it, but for me, I know we haven't seen him yet. Javon Carter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did consider it. Um, just purely because we need that point guard. We need to see, as we've just been talking about DeMar, we saw the best, in our opinion, the best version of DeMar when Pat Bev was there. Yeah. whether coincided with his injury or whatever it was, but it kind of took that step back. And you go back to when Lonzo was playing when we had that point guard. You know, Zach and Damar could both go off and do their thing. Um you know, they were both what putting up 24, 25 points, averaging 24, 25 points a night. You know, breaking records of, you know, the duo records and stuff like that getting on the cover of Slam together and stuff. <laughs> and I'm not saying it's all down to Lonzo, but once Lonzo went out, that disappeared. And Yeah, the wheels I, fell off. Yeah. Um, we obviously got or Demar, Zach got injured. And then how we saw it when Pat Bev was there was, all right, Demar maybe was struggling with that injury a little bit. Mm-hmm. But Zach... You know, Zach went up there, didn't he? Do you know what I mean? He, yeah. And it was still wasn't fun balls to watch, but it you looked like you didn't fear losing going into games as much because there was that glue guy there, weren't they? The point guy, being the glue guy and stuff like that. And for me, yeah. that's why I think potentially he's got the the, the ability to be the most important player. Mm-hmm. The ones you've just listed, yeah, absolutely, you know, Caruso especially. Um yeah. you know, just because of how he is off the court, you know, when he stood on the sidelines and stuff like that as well. You know, that coaching the on the bench basically, isn't he? Coach on the court and stuff like that. Um I think when you go to like Damar and Zach, you're crossing into the, the most valuable player rather than the most important.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, like you say, it is a very, very fine line. Yeah. For them to be the valuable players, they've also got to be an important player. So it's, you know, but I just sort of took that look at it from who makes, or potentially makes everybody else valuable. Right. And I think Javon Carter's got that sort of mentality where he doesn't need to put up, you know, 20 points a night and however many assists and he doesn't need the headlines, basically. Do you know what I mean? I think he'll just go out there, you know, and he gives an option for the three, um, you know, and just basically somebody's to bring the ball up the court, let DeMar get into his position, let Zach get into his position. Yeah. Get the ball to him, then get into a better position himself, take a shot if he needs it, you know, and you know he's going to take the shot. But then equally, yeah, I'd go with Kobe White as well. Because he's kind of filling that transition, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? From the point guy of going off to somebody coming on. And it's, yeah, um, I mean, like we said, I said at the intro, you know, if you're watching on YouTube, drop in the comments, you know, you quite happily see who you all thinks our most important player on the roster.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Um, I don't think there's any right or wrong answer at this stage of the game. Um it's, it's all just conversational and interesting, isn't it? Yeah, we're just
0: obviously trying to fill a gap at the minute.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, going back to what you were saying there on it, um, I think you've absolutely nailed it um, in regards to the most important player on the court is going to be whoever establishes themselves as the glue guy of the team. Yeah. And, you know, that was blatantly obvious when we had Lonzo that it was Lonzo. And um, will Jevon Carter turn out to be that kind of a, a player on, the, on this team that he pulls everything in and makes it all work and then um, takes, like Lonzo did, takes the thinking away? Because, mm. you know, I think when DeMar thinks too much, he goes too heavy on ISO. When Zach thinks too much, he turns the ball over. And um, so if we can take the thinking away from both of those players, Um, then I do think that that improves the team and the dynamic and how it all works together as a unit. And I'm hoping Javon Carter can be that player. I think he's a great shout as a choice. Um, I was going to lean towards AC uh, for the very same reason that you were saying. He's that uh, on-the-court, off-the-court coach. Um, He's that glue guy as well that pulls it all in together. He's your defensive stopper. Um, he makes it all work. He's the one that's screaming at everybody on the court to make sure people are aware of what's going on, in the right position, keeping their heads up, all that sort of thing. And I think that stuff is essential to keeping the machine well-oiled and turning over well.
0: Yeah. And like I said, it was a, a good enough question. And like I said, obviously something that must have been eating away in your, in your brain. Too. somewhere. Yeah. All sorts of crazy
1: stuff goes on in here. Scary place to be sometimes.
0: <laughs> but yeah, like I say, if you're watching on YouTube, then drop it in the comments who you think it is. Mm-hmm. So um any regular listeners will know that we've been doing Matt versus Neil. Matt versus Neil. It was going to be a best of seven, this one. And as it stands, it's 3-1 to me. Um, Yeah, I'm in trouble. Yeah. No, I'm not feeling confident about this one at all. Um, I I don't think you are either, really, are you? No. (laughs) Uh, Obviously, the last draft was a 90s Bulls. And this one is going to be 2000s Bulls. Not a fantastic Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> to try and draft or not the early it's part of day, fun half of the decade. <laughs> <laughs> so the rules are: um, it is from the zero zero slash zero one season to the zero nine slash ten season. Yep. Um Obviously, any Bulls player who played any part in that in that era. Um, it'll be obviously a five starters and a sixth man. And the players are judged on, well, that era basically. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to mention any names just in case it twists anything. But if they do come up, then obviously we'll uh, we'll mention it at the time, I guess. So yeah, oh. over to you for the um, the lottery. I think that's the yeah. Number one. Now.
1: We're using a new system um, or a new program, as we mentioned there uh, last week. And I can't seem to get it to bring up the screen yet. I will get it at some point, but I can't get it to it at the moment. So there's going to be some level of trust and believe in me, but I will show you the screen as best I can. I don't know. Yeah, you're, Oh, yeah, I might be able to get you to see it. So I'm going to give it a spin and we'll see where it lands. And it's me okay hmm. that may help and yeah. <laughs> we'll see right so this is an interesting one because the first pick is kind of almost a double-edged sword <laughs> so I'm going to say we're not doing that it snake, has to be yeah, go on we're not doing snake draft either are we no we're not doing a snake draft we're doing it um sequential terms. so
0: yeah.
1: It's based on how they played in this era, what level of game they had in this era. Not times gone by, not dynasties or anything like that. This is all about this decade, right? (laughs) So that being said, I'm gonna riskily go for my point guard first. And I'm gonna take Derek, D-Rose.
0: Yeah, I thought you were going somewhere else then with that little Yeah, swing. I know. I wanted you to think that. <laughs> yeah, because that was a thought of mine. Um, right. There's a few names that clearly stand out, so I'm going to go with my five and it's, it's got to be Joe. Ah, oh, I didn't think you'd go for Joe first. Yeah. I can't risk you having both of them.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, then I'm going to have to do it, haven't I? I'm going to go for my small forward. And as we've stipulated, and I know I'm shooting myself now by saying this, but it is how he was in this era, not how he was in the 90s. And I'm going to go with Scottie Pippen.
0: I was not expecting that. What was it he played in this era? 20-odd games? Something like that. And fully admits himself that he was done. Broken. He was broken, but it's Scotty, Uh,
1: and I can't pass him up.
0: Oh, you've thrown me a little bit with that one now. Good. I'm gonna go with my two, and I'm gonna go Ben Gordon. Okay.
1: BG. Great shout!
0: Might get my back caught that I want (laughs) now.
1: All right. Okay. So. Hmm. I am going to go for my two. And I'm going to take Kirk Heinrich.
0: Uh, Maybe I won't get the back call I wanted, then. Yeah, you see? I can read you too well, you see? (laughs) Right, you've stumped me now on my point. Uh, I'll leave that one for now. I'm going to go with my three. And I'm going to go Luol Deng. Thought you might.
1: Okay. So I am going to go for my power forward. And uh, my number four, I am going to play Taj. Thought you might. Taj Gibson.
0: Uh, all right. I'm going to. Complete my backcourt with my point guard. I'm going to go Jamal Crawford. Mm. Not my first choice, but my best choice left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did have Jamal, okay. but I don't think that had gone down too, uh, <laughs> too popular.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go for my centre before I do my sixth man. And I'm going to go for. Big Ben Wallace.
0: Oh, he was on my list, but wasn't well thought sort of the ball, was he?
1: No, but he played well. He did. He just... just
0: not as well as expected.
1: That was exactly it, yeah. That's exactly it.
0: Uh, right. So, I've got a very big list of anything left, to be fair. <laughs> Um, do I go for my I'm gonna throw a random one out there. I think, and again, I think it goes back to what you said with Pippen. For my, I could put him at the four, but I'm gonna put him as my sixth man, Charles Oakley.
1: Yeah, knew that was coming as soon as you started describing him. <laughs> so you're taking him as your sixth man? Yeah. So you still have a power forward and I still have a six. Yeah. Okay. So for my six, I have a few to choose from. They're all about as mediocre as each other. <laughs> um <laughs> It's a toss up between two, I think, but I'm going to go with the one that was my personal favourite, which was Angus Nocioni. Yeah,
0: he was on my list, but I forgot to write him down. I liked a bit of Notch. Yeah, he was on my list for my four, oh, I think, but I just forgot to write him down earlier. Screwed myself. Right, so my four. Jesus.
1: Fairly limited that's left, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Um, there's a few. It's just whether or not they actually played there or not, and how good they were. Uh, I got Tyrus Thomas.
1: Yeah, he's about the best of what's left, really.
0: Yeah. I was thinking Ron Artest, but.
1: World peace people. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, it's um not an easy one that one was it? No.
1: No 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 no. It uh, it starts off okay and then it kind of starts to to thin out
0: a bit yeah. when you have to sort of dig deep and uh find them roll guys.
1: Yeah. The the other guy I was I was almost going to go for was John Salmon's.
0: Yeah, he's on my list. Uh else do they have Jalen Rose was on my yeah. list. Uh I even had Fred Hoiberg which that shows how <laughs> how desperate, <laughs> yeah, desperate we were getting. Uh, who else was it? Ron Mercer. Your mm-hmm. guy from the last one, Elton Brand. Yeah. Uh didn't win James, me any favors, so I left him uh, off this time. Uh James Johnson. Yeah, James Johnson. Uh Tyson Chandler, mm-hmm. Eddie Curry, and Brad Miller were my uh, Yeah, Brad Miller. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, quickly run down my team before we sign off. At the point, got Jamal Crawford. At the two, Ben Gordon. Three, Luol Deng. Four, Tyrus Thomas. Man in the middle is Joe. And coming off the bench, the Oak, Charles Oakley.
1: Very good. So, for me, I've got a point guard, Derek Rose. At shooting guard Kirk Heinrich, small forward Scotty Pippen, power forward Taj Gibson, center Ben Wallace, and the number six is No
0: Shoney. Hmm. I've got a feeling though which way people are going to vote. Without, if they don't listen and they just go off what they see.
1: If they, if they just read the names,
0: <laughs> as we discussed earlier.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so there but, we go. That's it. Um, yeah. will you be taking it for one or will I be able to maybe nick another game and get
0: back into it? Yeah. So yeah, that um rounds out today's episode. Um and yeah, I mean I've got nothing else. I don't know if you have. No,
1: nothing else to add.
0: Yeah. Um as always, thanks for listening. And if you're on YouTube watching, and don't forget to drop in the comments anything want to comment and as usual i've been matt and you can find me on twitter slash x whatever you want to call it at matt c red uk and you can find us on all the socials at c red uk
1: and you can find me on twitter or x or whatever you want to call it at neil c uk on behalf of us both and the fans first sports network thanks once again to everyone for tuning in whether you're watching or listening Please subscribe, rate, and review, and give us a thumbs up on YouTube. From Matt and myself, remember it's the Chicago Bulls thing wherever you are in the world. Until next time, see you, Red People.
0: It's time for the